Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Into English podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic week as always. Um, I'm into my third week now here in Sofia in Bulgaria and really enjoying it. It's a really nice place to spend some time. If you're watching this, you're probably noticing that my hair is getting longer and longer uh, with every episode. I'm trying to grow my hair at the moment, but I'm at that difficult stage where it just looks kind of rubbish. So I'm trying to just keep going and let it get longer and longer and we'll see if it looks good when it gets a bit longer. But yeah, um, so moving on with the content today, we've finished now the, the little series about Iceland and the Northern Lights. And after Iceland, it was back to the digital nomad lifestyle. And our first destination of January, of what year are we on? Our first destination of 2023 was Taiwan. So today I'm going to be giving a little bit of an introduction to Taiwan and mainly to the capital city, Taipei. And the next few podcasts and blogs will be going into our time in Taiwan in a lot more detail. There's a lot to talk about, but for today it's a bit of an introduction. So as always, some questions before we start the recording. And today I want you to listen out for what I like about Taipei. So what do I like about Taipei? There are quite a lot of things, to be honest. So try to get as many details as you can when you're listening. And the second question, we're going to be focusing on transition and linking words today. So when you're listening to the recording, just try to listen for as many transition or linking words as you can. Okay, that's all. I think we're ready. Let's get into it. So after spending Christmas 2022 at home in the UK, it was time to start our first full year as digital nomads. And the first destination was Taiwan. Although I've been to Taiwan three times, I always get excited about going back. I really love it there. So we headed there in early January 2023 to spend Chinese New Year with Michelle's family and we stayed in the capital, Taipei. We always base ourselves in Taipei when we go to Taiwan as it's where most of Michelle's family live. Today's going to be a quick introduction to Taiwan and we're going to focus on Taipei, but I've got a lot more information about Taiwan in the coming blogs and podcasts as well. Though Taiwan is a relatively small island, it's home to huge cities, mountains and even beaches. The culture there is open and welcoming and the food is world-renowned. The food is really, really good in Taiwan. So there's something for everybody there, regardless of the type of traveler you are. Nevertheless, most visits to Taiwan are likely to start in the capital, which is Taipei. So an introduction to Taipei. Well, I'm not usually a fan of big cities. However, I could happily live in Taipei. This city is full of character and contrast. So a lot of different things going on. One moment you're walking past super modern skyscrapers and the next you're dodging scooters down little narrow alleyways. 
Personally, I love the old parts of the city where you can wander down endless back streets. It's cramped and crowded, but people always make clever use of the space they have, filling their balconies and their doorways with a lot of plants and decorations. People of all ages here, so young people, old people, are a little bit eccentric, right? a little bit crazy, but very fun and very creative, and this adds to the cool and the fun vibe of the city. Sometimes major cities can be a little bit boring, a little bit dull, a little bit generic, but not Taipei. Furthermore, it's one of the greenest major cities I've ever seen. Due to the subtropical climate in Taiwan, plants grow in every space here. So you can walk down any street in Taipei, uh, even in the city center, and you're going to see huge banyan trees with long vines hanging down. The city is also surrounded by mountains and it's full of parks. There are parks everywhere and these are easily accessible on the subway system. In fact, you can go to the final stop of pretty much any subway line and find yourself out of the city and in the mountains. It's great. So activities then, what can you do in Taipei? There are so many things, but here's a quick overview of some of my favorites. So firstly, you can see the main sites. If it's your first time in Taiwan, you should definitely check out the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall, Longshan Temple, and of course the famous 101 building, which is a really iconic building in Taipei. It used to be the tallest building in the, in the world, I think. And you can climb up a little mountain nearby called Elephant Mountain to get a really good view of that building. Secondly, you can visit the night markets. And I think any travel blog or video that you, you see about Taiwan will include the night markets. So these are great places to try different Taiwanese snacks and food. Um, some of the biggest ones are Shilin and Raohe, but alternatively, Ningxiajie is one of my favorites, and maybe not so many people know this one. I really like that one. Other things to do in Taipei then. So you could chill or work in cafes. So not only can you find the famous Taiwanese bubble tea on every corner, but Taipei also has a strong cafe culture. Um, cool cafes are all over the city, but you could head to the back streets of Zhongshan district for some really cool independent cafes. Another activity, and another that maybe not many people know about, is to go shrimp fishing. Uh, it's a strange one, but I, I love doing this. It's really good fun. And I have a tradition, every time we go to Taiwan, I go and do this with Michelle's dad, because he really enjoys it. And finally, um, if the city is a little bit too busy for you, you can escape the city, so get out of the city. You could head to the mountains in Beitou or Ulai districts, and you can enjoy a, a hot spring there. Or you could take a cable car to Maokong for a hike in the mountains. Likewise, you could just head to one of the many, many parks in Taipei city center.
So loads of things to do in Taipei. Um, I can't talk about all of them here. The podcast would be way too long, but we'll go into some other activities in more detail in the future podcasts as well. So finally today, uh, I have to talk about Taipei's food culture. So food is such an important part of life in Taiwan and a big attraction for tourists as well. In fact, it deserves its own podcast and I will record a podcast all about food in Taiwan in the near future. So in Taipei, there are breakfast shops, independent restaurants, street vendors, night markets, bubble tea shops, convenience stores, absolutely everywhere. Therefore, you're never far away from the sight and the smell of food. Okay, so as you might already know, I love food. And two things are particularly important for me when it comes to food. That's breakfast and fruit. Okay, so call me strange, but I'm very, very passionate about these two things. Thankfully, Taipei scores very highly in these two aspects. So on every visit, I find my local breakfast shop it's usually managed by a really nice old couple and then I return almost every day. Moreover, with the subtropical climate in Taiwan, it's home to some of the best fruits in the world, in my opinion. So think papaya, mango, pineapple, huge avocados. I mean, avocados, I was going to say the size of your head, but they're not that big but really, really big avocados, guava, and many, many other fruits as well. Eating out in Taiwan is relatively affordable and very convenient. So you can find a really big variety of dishes everywhere you go, whether it's quick and cheap street food or fancier restaurants. When we're in Taiwan, we eat out at least once a day and uh, still spend less money on food than we do in the UK. It's the best. It's so good. You know, you don't have to cook if you don't want to. And I think I have to stop speaking now because thinking about the food is making my mouth water. But make sure you check back for the future podcasts when we'll be talking about and exploring Taiwan in a lot more detail. Okay, so welcome back to the second part of the episode. Well done if you made it through the recording and you understood most of the content. Um, before we started, I set a couple of questions and the first one was, what did I like about Taipei? And I asked you to try to listen for as many details as possible on this one. Now, there were a lot of answers you could have had for this. Uh, but hopefully you all got something and a little bit of detail as well. So with regards to Taipei, the city itself, um, I said that I really like the old areas of the city and the back streets. And I also said that I like how green the city is. So I love the mountains and all of the parks and I love how easily accessible they all are. Um, in terms of activities, I listed a few activities, but I didn't say so much about the activities I love. But there were a few little details, so well done if you got these. 
I talked about the night markets and I said that my favorite, one of my favorite night markets is Ningxiajie. So one of the less famous night markets, let's say. Um, and I also said that I love to go shrimp fishing, um, which is one that maybe not many people have uh, heard about before. So well done if you caught those details. And finally, I talked about the food culture in Taipei and you know, there are, there's a lot of things that I like about food, but hopefully you caught the detail that breakfast and fruit are very, very important to me. And one thing that I love is every time I go to Taipei, I always find my local breakfast shop. So well done if you got that detail. Finally, you could add that eating out in Taipei is affordable and I love that. That's one of the things I really love. So well done if you got the answers to, the, to that question and if you got some details as well. Um, I also asked you to listen out for some linking and transition words and that's what we're going to focus on now. Okay, so I used a variety of linking and transition words in the podcast today. Linking and transition words have a lot of functions, so we can use them for addition to add an extra idea. They can show cause and effect, so why something happened. We can use them to show contrast and to compare, so to have a look at how two things are different or how two things are the same and many other functions as well. We can use them to sequence our ideas. Um, I'm not going to go too deeply into the grammar of linking and transition words. They are, it's quite a big topic, so it includes things like conjunctions, adverbs, but I don't think it's really useful to talk about that in too much detail. In my opinion, it's better to treat them as individual vocabulary and focus on how we use each one. So we're going to go back through the recording now and look at the linking and transition words that I used and how to use them. It's important to note that some of these linking and transition words are most commonly used in writing. So it was a little bit difficult for me actually to make them sound natural in my speech. Um, so just be aware of that. Some of these are quite formal when we use them in spoken English, but much more common in written English. And I'll explain which ones are more formal as we go through. Okay, so if we're ready, let's get into it then. And the first one that I used, so I said, although I've been to Taiwan three times before, I always get excited about going back. Although I've been to Taiwan three times before, I always get excited about going back. So the, the linking word we're focusing on here is although. Okay, and I think a lot of people will be familiar with this one. It has a similar meaning to but. It shows a contrast. Okay, so I've been to Taiwan three times before, but I always get excited about going back. And if you're not too confident with using although, use it at the start of a sentence. It's easier to do that. So although I've been to Taiwan three times, I always get excited about going back. So moving on from there then, I mentioned that we were staying in Taipei. And I said that we always base ourselves in Taipei as it's where most of Michelle's family live. 
So we always base ourselves in Taipei as it's where most of Michelle's family live. Okay, so the, the linking word here is as, right? It's a word we're all familiar with, but how often do we use because? Most people use because all of the time, but as has the same meaning as because. So we base ourselves in Taipei because Michelle's family live there. We base ourselves in Taipei as Michelle's family live there. It works exactly the same. Okay, so as can be used to mean because. Moving on then, I mentioned though Taiwan is relatively small, it's home to huge cities, mountains, and even beaches. Though Taiwan is relatively small, it's home to huge cities, mountains, and beaches. Okay, can you guess the linking word here? It is though. It's though, okay? And it has the same meaning as although. All right, so it shows a contrast. Taiwan is small, so maybe you don't expect it to have many beaches, big cities, mountains, but it does. Okay, so though Taiwan is small, it has big cities, mountains, and beaches. Some people say that although, well, some people talk about how formal although and though are. Uh, and I don't think, in my opinion, there's a big difference between the two. They're not so common in spoken English. They're more common in written English. They're not super formal, but they're quite formal. And I don't think there's a huge difference in formality between the two. So that's although and though. Okay, moving on. I said that I'm not usually a big fan of cities. However, I would happily live in Taipei. So I'm not usually a big fan of cities. However, I would happily live in Taipei. Another one that a lot of us will be familiar with, I think, however. So like although and though, however can be used to show a contrast between two points or two ideas, okay? So I don't like big cities, but I would happily live in Taipei, all right? I don't like big cities. However, I would happily live in Taipei. Like although, if you're not totally confident using however, I recommend using it at the start of a new sentence and follow it with a comma as well. So however, comma, blah, blah, blah. That's however. Moving on then, we have a few different ones as we progressed through the recording. So I talked about what I like about Taipei. I mentioned that the people are quite eccentric, they're fun, they're creative, and this adds a cool and a fun vibe to the city. Some major cities can be quite dull and generic, but not Taipei. Furthermore, it's one of the greenest major cities I've, been, I've ever been to. The word we're focusing on here, of course, is furthermore, and this is one of those ones that I struggled to make natural when I was speaking, okay? I think furthermore is quite formal and it's one that we use in written English more often than in spoken English. So furthermore is used to add another point or add extra information. It just means the same as additionally or in addition. Okay, it's a great one to use if you're doing an IELTS-style essay or something like that. But it's maybe not so common in spoken English. You can use it, but you might sound a little bit posh. Okay, a little bit posh if you use furthermore. 
Okay, and when I was explaining why Taiwan is such a green, Taipei is such a green city, I said, due to the subtropical climate, plants grow in every space here. Okay, due to the subtropical climate, plants grow in every space here. Due to shows the cause of something, okay, so the reason of something. It's very similar to because. We could maybe switch this sentence around. We could say plants grow in every space here because of the subtropical climate. Okay, but we can't begin a sentence with because, or it's not common to do that, but we can with due to. So due to the subtropical climate, plants grow in every space here. We can use due to in the middle of the sentence as well. So plants grow in every space here due to the subtropical climate. Okay, a nice one to use that one, due to. Moving on then, we looked at the activities and uh, I talked about the night markets. So I mentioned that Shilin and Raohe are two of the biggest and the most famous night markets. Alternatively, the lesser known Ningxiajie is one of my favorites. So alternatively, the lesser known Ningxiajie is one of my favorites. Okay, alternatively could be similar to or. Okay, alternatively shows a different option that you have. So most people know about the famous night markets, Shilin and Raohe, but alternatively you could go to Ningxiajie. Okay, so alternatively shows a different idea or a different option. Okay, and let's keep it moving on nice and quickly. Onto the food. So there are breakfast shops, independent restaurants, street vendors, night markets, bubble tea shops, convenience stores, everywhere in Taipei. Therefore, you're never far from the sight and smell of food. We can compare therefore to so. Okay, so therefore shows the effect of something. All right. There are a lot of restaurants, a lot of food in Taipei, so you're never far from the sight and smell of food. There are a lot of restaurants in Taipei, therefore you're never far from the sight and smell of food. Okay, again, we could use this one at the beginning of an individual sentence as well. And when we do that, we put a little comma behind it. Okay, so technically I could finish my sentence here. I could say there are a lot of restaurants, bubble tea shops, blah, 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 in Taipei. End of sentence. Therefore, comma, you're never far from the sight and the smell of food. Okay, really useful one, really common one um, in written English. And I mean, I mean, you can use it in spoken English, but again, it's going to be more commonly used in writing. Moving on then. Yeah, I mentioned that breakfast and uh, fruit are two things that I'm very passionate about, very important to me. And I mentioned that on every visit to Taiwan, I find my local breakfast shop, usually managed by a lovely old couple, and I return almost every day. Moreover, with its subtropical climate, Taiwan is home to some of the best fruits in the world. So moreover, with its subtropical climate, Taiwan is home to some of the best fruits in the world. The, the word we're focusing on here is moreover. Okay, moreover. And very similar to furthermore, it's used to add a new point or a new idea. Okay, quite formal. 
So we're going to use it in written English a lot more than we're going to use it in spoken English. And it's going to come at the beginning of the sentence as well. So start a new sentence with moreover, little comma behind it, moreover, with its subtropical climate, Taiwan is home to some of the best fruit in the world. So moreover, like furthermore, can be used to add or introduce a new idea or a new point. Nice. Oh, that's it. That's it. So I thought we had a few more, but maybe I went quicker than, uh, than I thought with that one. Um, we've looked at a lot of different linking and transition words there. We haven't only focused on one purpose. So we had some contrast and compare words. We had some um, cause and effect words. We had some addition words. And we looked at some pretty common ones, I think, in written English, but ones that in my experience, a lot of students have trouble with using, maybe because they're not so common in, in spoken English. So well done if you have followed the whole podcast today and understood most of the content. Hopefully some of you got some new knowledge on how to use linking and transition words from that one. Head over to the blog to test yourself. So remember, you can go to the blog at ingtu.com, eng-tu.com. You can read the blog lesson. It's very similar to the podcast. And then you can test yourself with these linking and transition words. It's really useful, I think. And also, of course, if you haven't understood anything from today's podcast, feel free. It's getting late. I can't speak now. Feel free to give me a message and I'll be more than happy to help as well. Okay, hope you have a fantastic week and uh, tune in for the next episode when we'll be talking about Taiwan in a bit more detail. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.